Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham. Scott is alongside, as always. Hello, Scott. Sean, hey, what's up, man? What, why are you talking like that? I don't know. I, I was trying to, you know, reflect the dulcet tones of the hour. You know, I don't want to, <laughs> don't want to yell loud enough for my neighbors to hear sure. or anything. But yeah. Uh, yeah, man, we just watched uh, some curling. Yeah, uh, big day today. They're at the Scotties Tournament of Hearts, starting to see, uh, or there was the potential at least to see some separation in the field. Uh, you know, the the elite team sort of rising uh, above. In a couple of cases, we did see that, but uh, we also saw are uh, seeing some jamming up, right? A lot of traffic in the middle of these pools. Yeah, yeah, we're we are starting to see the separation in the pools. You know, after four games each. Uh, the the four at the top of each of the pools are pretty much who we would have expected to be there. Not uh, not like a lot of surprises uh, on on that front. Uh, so you know things are things are starting to shake out, and we're getting an idea of which teams are going to be in the championship pool. I that guess. Said, I mean, I guess. I, I, pool B is pretty wide open still. I mean, yeah, but Ontario, Nova Scotia, and Wildcard at the top. Like, you wouldn't have been shocked if we told you that on Wednesday when we did tell you that Ontario and Wildcard <laughs> are going through. Yeah. So, but I, you know. I would be, I am shocked about how it happened. So let's talk about sure. that to start with Jennifer Jones playing Suzanne Burt tonight. Both teams come into this game at three and one. And it was a game, Scott, that I think both teams will walk off the ice thinking that they should have won. And obviously Jennifer Jones did. I think she would say she probably should have won it earlier in the in the evening. And Suzanne Burt has a draw to the button in the extra end to win and is just overswept. She missed it by six inches and they swept it pretty hard from the hog line in until well from the hog line to the top of the house to, to miss it but the turning point for me this obviously wasn't the feature game but jennifer jones had a shot for six in the eighth end and yeah. uh was a little thin and rolled underneath the pile she needed to roll into but she makes that shot really the game's over there so mm-hmm. you know both skips in essence had a shot to win the game and missed it yeah yeah and it's like it's so hard for those sweepers, right? Because eleventh end, yeah. you're curling into the slide path. You expect that it's going to grab a little bit, and it it really didn't. You know, it, no. it slid pretty good there. Uh, and like you say, it was maybe like two or three inches too far yeah. at the end of the day. So uh, real tough for those sweepers. You and I have been in that situation when, you know, we swept our skips rock too far, and he gets mad at us. But, eh, you know. I feel uh, I feel bad for about thirty seconds, and then I yeah forget and it. And then you go, you know, like maybe you, you could have thrown it better. <laughs> well, no, so, I no, I just remind myself that my chances of making the briar are the same <laughs> as they were before that shot was thrown. True enough, true enough. But we see another game, Sean, in which Jennifer Jones gets out curled yep. by her opponent. Yep. Uh, put a plus on the board for Suzanne Burt there, eighty-one percent to Jones's seventy, but. 
you know, uh, when it counted, uh, the, the shot was missed. So uh, a tough one. I, I think if you're PEI, you do feel like you let a bit of an opportunity slip away uh, with this one. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, you have a shot so, to win the game at the end. Of course you do. Yeah, and their next three games to, to round out the round robin are Newfoundland, Labrador, Yukon, and then the territories in that uh, last game of theirs. So I think they're pretty well positioned to make the uh, the, the championship pool. You you would think so. That um, that said, like you still got to win. British Columbia is ahead of them. The territories are t- like British Columbia. The territories and PI are all tied two and two. Yeah. Uh, so it's really the Sean. This is exactly what we talked about the other day. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's a, a four team battle for the last two spots. Yeah. And and what's interesting too about this dynamic is. For me, at least, you you look early in the week, and we would have said, well, Suzanne Burt, she'll probably beat Newfoundland, and you know what? She, you know, the odds are certainly in her favor, uh, but you know, Erica Curtis put up a pretty good fight today uh, against Nova mm-hmm. Scotia, and it, it took some time, and and it, but it came down to the tenth, and she had a lead there for a while after a morning where. They had nothing going. They lose 14 to 2 to the Northwest Territories this morning. Mm-hmm. I think that what Erica Curtis and that team did in the first five ends against Nova Scotia is one of the most impressive things that you can do in an event like this, just to get absolutely crushed. Obviously, you want to get off the ice as soon as you can, and you give up a steal of five in that game, and to come out and get a lead on a team that, with a skip that's been there a whole bunch, a world champion. I think that's really impressive, and a lot of credit to Newfoundland and Labrador. And moving forward, they still get PEI, British Columbia, and the wild card, and those teams can't overlook them. No, no, you're right. I think she's starting to get a handle on the ice a little more. I I know what you say about you want to get off the ice early, but if you take, take it as a chance to learn a little bit more about the ice while you're getting drummed, I mean, nobody likes it, as you said. But if you look at it as, okay, we can throw a few more shots and try to get our weight a little better, try to anticipate the break a little bit more. Yep. Uh, and like you say, yeah, it was great. She came out. She steals the first three points of that game yep. uh, against a very experienced skip, as you mentioned. And, yeah, they really gave him a good game, a, a real good game today. Absolutely. Uh, elsewhere in Pool B, uh, interesting game between Ontario and British Columbia tonight. Mm-hmm. where they're playing back and forth and back and forth, trading twos. Uh, it was all twos in this game up until uh, Ontario steals, uh, right? in the. Oh, excuse me, no. Uh, uh, Grin Brown made the, the shot for the single in the eighth end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, you're looking at just twos back and forth. Both teams shot pretty well. Grin Brown, the low player, in the game, but overall the team's throwing well. Seems like a really fun game. Corinne Brown in the tenth end has a bit of a crosshouse double, four two to win the game. She's down one mm-hmm. and is not able to make it. Ends up being a steal for one. I think it's a shot you have to throw if you're Corinne Brown, like one hundred percent. Yeah, and, absolutely. I, I, I criticized the Robin Silvernagel yesterday for basically the same thing. Run- no, no, for playing too many runbacks, playing uh, sort of putting her team in a position where she had to be playing close at the end. I, I don't think the game needed to be that close at the end. Uh, in this situation, 
it's totally different. This is a pretty makeable double. The angles are pretty good. And like you say, it's for the win. And if you get a chance to win against Rachel Holman in your first Scotties on one shot, I think you take it. Yeah, no question. Yeah, you have to yeah. take that shot. Uh, absolutely. And if you know, just sort of in the hypothetical of it, if she makes that shot, Pool B looks really different with sure. British Columbia at three and one and Ontario at two and two. Not only in terms of championship pool potential, but as again, as we continue to look forward to the playoffs, you know, if if you have Rachel Holm and have losses against Suzanne Burt and Corinne Brown, that would have been that really would have changed the math on playoff spots and really would have put the pressure on Rachel Holman, but she gets out of there with the win and that's all that matters at the end of the day. Uh, the only other thing from pool B Scott today, good day for the Northwest territories, nice bounce mm-hmm. back day for them. Win this morning, uh, the aforementioned game against Newfoundland and Labrador, get a nice nine, five win over UConn, two teams that again, going in, you would expect them to beat, but they beat them. And now they're two and two and they're at least in the conversation. And their next game is Jennifer Jones tomorrow afternoon. And given the way Jennifer Jones has struggled, there's a chance now for Northwest Territories to get into that championship pool. Yeah, yeah, big day for them, Sean. I don't know if you saw the photo that they tweeted uh, at the beginning of the day. It was a photo of Shauna, Carey, and uh, 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 oh, it's a long day. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the three of them, anyway. Okay. Who's who's throwing fourth rocks? What's her What's her name? Joanne, Joanne. Rizzo. Joanne Rizzo. Okay. It's yeah. It's been a long day of curling, uh, and they're standing there with a, a tree, like a sort of Christmas tree looking thing, decorated with ribbons with the Northwest Territories on it. Uh, and curling geek tweeted, "Oh, they swapped out Sarah Colton for a tree," <laughs> and uh, uh, it seemed to work because they had a big day, two big wins there. Uh, fun follow on Twitter, uh, follow team Galusha. So yeah, uh, they're back in the mix now. Yep. They, they looked like maybe, I don't know. The first two days seemed like maybe Joanne getting used to the ice for Scotty's something, but, uh, no, definite, uh, definite promise with today. Yeah. And they really, if they want to have a chance at that championship pool, they're going to have to split tomorrow. They play wildcard and Ontario. They're going to have to split there. And then they have mm-hmm. Suzanne Burt on Wednesday. So that I think does it for group B Scott and sort of the news and views from group B. Yeah. And I think they're like Jones, there's, they're getting these wins somehow, but they're, she, she's not playing well. No, I think, I think she's susceptible tomorrow. Yeah, potentially. I mean, it's it's Northwest Territories in the afternoon, Nova Scotia tomorrow night. She gets Newfoundland Labrador on Wednesday afternoon. I think they're a pretty safe bet for the championship pool, but playoffs, yeah, it, it doesn't look yeah. great based on how they're playing so far. So uh, we'll move over to Pool A. The only undefeated team left in the field is Carrie Anderson and Team Manitoba. Two nice wins for them today, this morning over Chris McCarvel in Northern Ontario in a very good game, probably the game of the event so far, at least in terms of what has been the feature TV games of the event. And then they get another one-point victory over Chelsea Carey and Team Canada this afternoon, which is it, it's interesting, Scott, because we saw them yesterday struggle in the morning against Nunavut and Lori Eddy, barely pulling out that game. And they had all day to sit on it. 
and mm-hmm. they came out today, back-to-back draws this morning, this afternoon, played really well, and went toe-to-toe with a couple of the top teams and get two wins, and now they are at the top of the table. Yeah, yeah, a couple of tough teams there. I w- was able to catch a bit of the morning game against Northern Ontario. Uh, I had a meeting and then came out and went into the lunchroom and checked the TV real quick. But, uh, yeah, like it seemed like like McCarville's team played pretty well. Uh, it was a pretty even match. I think if you look at the percentages, about high 70s for each team. And Krista McCarville's last shot, she's playing a corner freeze, and it just bounced off. It was probably a foot heavy and rolled off and gave Carey like a pretty easy shot to, to score two and win the game. So, you know, uh, tough, tough for Northern Ontario. But again, Manitoba is one of the top teams, and they went toe to toe, right? Yep. Uh, I think they said Kerry Anderson's played something like 60, 60 some odd games this year. And if you compare with some of the other teams, like like McCarville's team has not played nearly that many games. Right. So, you know, for for them to be hanging, it, it just shows really how good they are. The game against uh, Chelsea Carey in the afternoon, I got home in time to see the end of that. It, it was another uh, Chelsea Carey just not playing well so far, which yeah. is something that, like, at a grand slam, we we see that she can have good weeks and she can have uh, poor poorer weeks. But you don't expect it at the Scotties, right? No, you really you don't. Ta- that, you that's, talked about her record. That's what she does. She she gears yeah. everything towards the Scotty and playing well there. And ha- that hasn't happened yet. And she plays Alberta tomorrow morning. It's her only game tomorrow. And it's going to be the feature game. She has Nunavut, New Brunswick after that on Wednesday and two games in a split day. But that game tomorrow morning, you know, the the top teams haven't all played each other yet in that pool. So someone else will likely drop to three. But if she loses that game, it's really going to be tough for her to make it into the championship pool. You're probably looking at a tiebreaker, which would mean if you win the game, it's a three-game three day on Wednesday and really puts you behind the eight ball in terms of playoff positioning. So I think that game tomorrow morning for Chelsea Carey, you know, it's it's not a must-win because, as Sam Mitchell always told us, so if it's a must-win and you lose, what's the next one? A must-must-must <laughs> yeah. must win? Uh, but I, I, I do think it's a game that for playoff positioning, it would behoove her to win this. Yeah, for playoff positioning especially, right? You could get three losses and and sneak into the championship pool, as you said. In this group, it's going to be hard. Yeah. But but then, yeah, but then so what? You have to run the table, basically. And uh, guess what? The other pool's got some pretty good teams in it, too. Yep. So, yeah, it's going to be really important for them. Alberta, on the other hand, uh, we saw them play tonight. Didn't didn't uh, have their best game there tonight. Uh, it just seemed to be a little bit off. Yep. And uh, Silvernagel, uh, I, I think she did a better job today of of making making sure she plays the right kind of shots. And she got a little bit of help. But uh, uh, there was one. It was there in the tenth, I think, or the ninth, where she said, "Oh, do you want? Do we want to play like this run back on the corner?" And they called a timeout, and the coach came out, and he was like, or she was like, guard, oh, guard. throw yeah. the guard. And she was like, oh, okay, like, and that was the right call. 
Right. So, so I think uh, she stayed a little more within herself tonight, and they played really well. They they uh, their shooting percentages were quite good. So, uh, you know, good on. Yep. And uh, for Alberta, tomorrow morning will be pretty important because it's against Canada and what you said the ramifications are for them. Yep. But also, you know, for Alberta to keep pace with the rest of the teams in this group. Yeah, you don't want to fall to two if you're Alberta. Their schedule broke really nicely for them in terms of getting off to a hard, hot start. They had Nunavut, mm-hmm. Quebec, New Brunswick as their first three games. Only one game tomorrow. It is against Team Canada, a split day on Wednesday against Northern Ontario and Manitoba. And so they have the three or three of the top teams left uh, in the yeah. pool. So yeah. you want to get that win tomorrow. Get yourself to Wednesday with only one loss. That takes a bit of the pressure off on Wednesday. You're looking at if you can split those two games, you'll be in, you'll you'll be fine in the championship pool, and you'll still be in good shape for playoffs. So for Laura Walker and this team, you'd hate to you know lose tonight, lose tomorrow morning, and then have to sit on that all day as you wait until Wednesday morning to get to that game. Yeah, 100%, Sean, 100%. So elsewhere in the Pool B, or excuse me, Pool A, um, I got to say, Scott, I have been incredibly impressed, uh, or at least today I was, with Naomi Velo and Team Quebec. The two games that they lost today were games that, Rookies lose at Scotty's, mm-hmm. but they stole three in the first end against Chelsea Carey. Chelsea Carey is, is struggling, no no question about it. But they had a, a lead on Chelsea Carey in that game this morning. I was sort of keeping track of it and just sort of stunned at what the scores were. And mm-hmm. then this afternoon against Krista McCarvel and Northern Ontario, she comes out and gives up a steal in the first end, but cracks a three, gives it right back, but then gets a deuce and then a force. And and I was really impressed with this team being able to, to go toe-to-toe with these squads. They falter at the end, and again, that's just what happens when you're a rookie team at mm-hmm. this type of an event. And yeah, Chelsea Carey's not playing well. Chris McCarville was coming off a tough loss in the morning uh, and maybe didn't, wasn't quite as fresh early on, but you know, give them credit. They're playing hard. They're playing well. They're not going to be an easy out over the next two days either. Yeah. Like you say, Sean, that was a pretty good uh, showing for team Quebec coming out and, you know, maybe they're getting a little more used to the ice, getting a little used to the, the speed and the curl, all that sort of stuff. And they, they gave some big time teams a real good game. So we'll see if they can build on that momentum tomorrow and keep the train going, sort of. I know they're both losses, but see if they can uh, take that momentum into tomorrow and get get at least one win. Yeah, hopefully for them. Uh, They have Saskatchewan tomorrow afternoon, New Brunswick tomorrow night, Nunavut on Wednesday night to finish up their event. Uh, They will not qualify for the championship pool. Four losses will be too many in this group, but uh, three more games for them to uh, hopefully, for their sake, crack a win. Uh, elsewhere in the pool, uh, Andrea Crawford gets her first win over Lori Eddy and Team Nunavut. Credit to Team Nunavut. You know, we saw in the past, Scott, where these teams from the north, uh, certainly Nunavut, you know, the first year at the Briar, they, their stated goal was we want to get to the 10th end of a game. And yeah. uh, this team 
with Lorietti, they've made it to the 10th end. Uh, I think of every game, maybe they conceded against Alberta, but certainly the other ones, they've they've taken them the distance. So all credit to them for being able to do that. Bit of a bare schedule um, in the next two games, Northern Ontario and Canada, but uh, that game against Quebec maybe uh, will be a competitive one. So Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they're eyeing that as the one, uh, the one to win. And, you know, to keep themselves competitive. I, I mean, Lori said this in an interview, uh, or maybe they talked about it on, on TV, but she said, you know, we're just, we're not playing these teams. We're playing the shots and we're playing the rocks. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's a really good way to look at it, to not get intimidated playing the big name teams. Yeah. And so far they've been successful. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So uh, the only other thing I want to address from today, Scott, is the situation between Dan Carey and an official where uh, okay. Dan Carey, uh, Team Canada calls a timeout. Dan Carey, it's at the far end. Dan Carey walks down. By the time he gets there, there's only about 10-ish, 10, 15 seconds left in the timeout. And the time runs out on the, the scoreboard because it says big mm-hmm. uh, numbers now, timeout. And it runs out. The official comes out, tells him that the time has run out. He says, I just got here. Not possible. Shut up. Um, So the official walks away and then comes back about five, ten seconds later. And Dan Carey finally leaves. Not a great look for Dan Carey. And the rule was it it used to be that the timeout started once the coach got to the to the Mm -hmm. team. That was changed because coaches were lollygagging around. Yes. So now it's just a 90-second timeout, and you got to get there as fast as you can. I don't think this is a reflection on the rule. I don't think it's anything. It's just it's an unfortunate thing that it was caught on well, – that it happened and that it was on the mic during mm-hmm. the feature game. And I haven't seen if anybody asked Chelsea Carey about it or not. I'm sure there will be something – to come out of it in terms of uh, an apology, but not a great look. And, you know, the, the officials have really a no win job, especially in curling where a lot of it is supposed to be self-policed, but here's a situation where it's visible, right? The scoreboard yeah. has the time. Once it runs out, you got to go. That's the rule. Uh, so just not a great look there. So hopefully we don't have any more situations like that through the rest of the week. Yeah, Sean, I I've got uh, a statement from Dan Carey. You want to hear okay. it? Okay. Yeah, I do. Okay, uh, today I used the wrong words to convey my concern during a timeout, and I am sorry. The particular official is a wonderful person, someone I get along with very well, and I had no intention of offending them. I do have concerns about timing, timeouts, and how they are handled. I hope to have a discussion about those concerns in the very near future. This is all on me, not on my team, and shouldn't reflect poorly on them in any way. Dan Carey. Perfect. Yeah, that's a good that's a good statement. Yeah. yeah. I think that's spot on. Uh well done, Dan Carey. Yeah, good job. Yeah. So uh tomorrow, uh three more draws, of course, nine thirty two, thirty seven thirty Eastern time. Feature game in the morning is going to be Canada against Alberta. That is the correct decision based on what is available to them. Mm-hmm. Uh some more some interesting options later in the day. I think we'll Probably this is my favorite thing. One of my favorite things to do is prognosticate yes. the feature games tomorrow afternoon. I would say Ontario, Nova Scotia, I would will be agree. your feature, and yeah. then tomorrow night, I 
would be surprised if it's not Saskatchewan and Manitoba. Yeah, yeah. So this raises a bit of a point, Sean. We're seeing the same teams over and over and over again. Should yeah. should they take the morning draw as an opportunity to showcase some teams that haven't had a future game? No, I I, I don't. I I've seen this before, and and people used used to say that there was a rule that they had to, which is nothing that actually ever existed. Um, no. You should. TSN, their job is to tell the story of the events in a way. And the top teams are the story of the events. And I think their responsibility is to put on the best game each draw. And it's, it's, I mean, the way it ends up working out is, yeah, you do tend to get censored on the top teams. I, I don't mind it. You know, I want to see the best game available. The only thing I wish is that they'd be a little more proactive sometimes of switching games. Yeah. When stuff gets a little out of hand. But, you know, if like if you're looking at this morning, for instance, we got that great Northern Ontario Manitoba game. Uh, like, Do you want to not see that so that they can show the Northwest Territories and Newfoundland and Labrador? Like, like I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess that's fair. I think the the concern that I have is that we are going to see these teams all day Thursday, all day Friday, and all weekend. Yep. I, I think we as curling fans know Carrie Anderson enough. We know Jennifer Jones. If they're trying to attract the more casual fan because these are players I've heard of, fair enough. I, I totally get that which is what made it so nice that one year that they had two games available, like one on the deuce and one on the main feed. Uh, I think this is something that we should encourage TSN to explore more, even if they don't have announcers on it, just have the mics live. Yeah, you could. Uh, I I think it would be fun. Yeah, I, but again, like if you're looking at, say, tonight, right? Say this this evening's draw, we get Saskatchewan, Alberta as the feature. The other two games are, are two of the other games are British Columbia, Ontario, right? We're going to see Rachel Holman a lot, Wildcard, and Prince Edward Island. I mean, if there's anyone who get, people complain about being on TV all the time, it's Jennifer Jones. And the other game was two 0 and 3 teams. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just that we already saw Saskatchewan once today. So you would have felt better with British Columbia, Ontario? Yeah. Holman's been featured once or twice? I think once. I think only once against Jennifer Jones. Yeah. So anyway, that's just my little side note. But okay. uh, we, sh- we should probably wrap up. Yeah, so that'll do it for today. Monday at the Scotties. Happy Family Day or Louis Real Day or Islander Day or whatever day it was where you live. And if it was nothing for you i hope you had a great monday i think sean everywhere east of ontario it was nothing i thought it was islander day isn't it islander day and pi oh we're gonna need a pi listener to yeah somebody let us know if that's an actual thing Um, but uh tomorrow everyone is back the long weekend's over winterlude's over here in the nation's capital and to celebrate the weather gods are giving us snow so uh maybe it'll be a day to stay in watch them curling Certainly a lot of options all day going on tomorrow. So we'll be back with you again tomorrow night. Again, about an hour or so after TSN goes off the air. 
and we'll break down all the goings-on from Tuesday at the Scotties as we really start to see the jockeying for positions into that championship pool. So follow along with us on Twitter, Instagram, at Game of Stones Pod. Scott's there at Scott Likes TV, and I'm at Dr. Shawnee Fever. And as always, you can email the show, Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. So thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy all the games Tuesday. We'll be with, be with you tomorrow night. But until then, keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final...